Hey, what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to this, the latest, most recent, and I believe 69th episode <laughs> of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fairservice. We are here talking about your, uh, once again, resurgent first place. First place. Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. Uh, joining me, echoing my sentiments, uh, as is always good for uh, for compelling radio, <laughs> Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Oh, old reliable. Stoughton, how are you? I am well. You were well? Well, yeah. Uh, the Jays are in first place. They won't eat. I mean, they, we're recording this after the Yankees have lost here on uh, Wednesday. So the Jays will be in first place tomorrow morning, no matter what. They're up a game and a half. Do you think if they get blown out 15 to 1, will they still be in first place then? <laughs> yeah. If, uh, if, if Conrad Pennington pitches two innings of mop up tonight, will they still be in first place <laughs> after that? Yeah, I believe so. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It is. Uh, the Yankees are trash. They are hot garbage trash. Without um, Mark Teixeira hitting like he's not Mark Teixeira, and the summer of the, the the days are getting shorter on the summer of Al. <laughs> they do seem to be a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Of, a little bit of a nip in the air, and uh, suddenly the summer of Al seems to be on the wane. <laughs> and they got Kevin Moss now. That. Uh... What whatever that kid's name is at first base, Greg Bird. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, not so much with that. But uh, this is it: the Blue Jays in first place. So we're going to talk about the things that are surrounding this team, the good and uh, the bad. There are bad things around the team, right? Things, oh, things are about which we can wring our hands. Is Sportsnet not buying suits. That's number one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know why it's number one on the, on the list? So we can get it the fuck out of the yeah, way. that's fair enough. Uh, speaking of getting things out of the way, this is the part where I thank everyone, listeners, uh, just, just for listening, we thank you, for reading Andrew Stoughton at his many, many outlets as this uh, uh, hired gun just will write for money like it's nothing. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, we want to thank you for being a part and contributing to our Patreon campaign which you can see a link down on the page if you're on andrewstoughton.com, or if you go to patreon.com slash birdsallday, make a small uh, donation, contribution, and we are forever in your debt for helping keep us in business, keep us honest, and uh, you know keep us cranking out this, the good content. Uh, and when we do make these podcasts or shows or however you wish to describe them you can hear them on itunes if you subscribe to birds all day and then when you do that you can rate and review us and it reflects well on this our content and uh <laughs> yeah, we said we mentioned something about stitcher last week yeah and i just kind of pulled it out of my ass i'll yeah, be honest someone I, was like i don't think you guys are on there so maybe we are maybe we aren't if we aren't uh call the good people at stitcher at 1-800-STITCHER and say uh why isn't this show on here or how do we do that because I'm not going to be doing anything else. Yeah, unless it's easy. It's I think probably anything, easy. I think anything on SoundCloud gets on a Stitcher. There you go. Leather, it's on SoundCloud. Le- leather Bomber Jackets from $69.99. That's, that's Stitches, actually. I don't know if you remember that commercial. <laughs> seared into my brain. $69.69? That would be... Uh, oh, even better. Just like this, the 69th episode, as I said. Uh, so there we go. The housekeeping out of the way. Thank you for everyone. Thank you for um, the people who threatened to come out to the thing that never happened last week. Uh, it would <laughs> yeah, totally that's... happen again. Yep. Uh, I I did go to Pittsburgh and watch uh, the Pirates and the Giants in the weekend. That's that terrific. Sounds, that sounds wonderful. It was wonderful. That is a wonderful, wonderful ballpark. <laughs> you like better than the Rogers Center? Somehow, huh? Somehow, seeing the Earth's yellow sun set slowly <laughs> over the sky, the 
the skyline of uh, of that good great American city uh, with fresh air blowing in your face. It was a beautiful day, not humid. We were sitting in the shade. I had my small children with me. Weird, they have shade there. Shade <laughs> and also sun. And uh, it was great. And the, the Pirates won on a walk-off home run. I've been to two games at PNC. Both games ended with a walk-off home run by by a uh, well, by a Pirate. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Two for two. Very nice. Uh, speaking of things, mm. speaking of things that, like the thing we didn't do last week, uh, just a quick plug, to, if you're listening to this before Thursday's game, afternoon game, friends at Opera Bob's are opening early. So if you're in that area, they're opening in time for the game. To accommodate people to play hooky from work and uh, drink some beers and watch the game. You should do that. Yeah. Uh, if it's an afternoon game in Texas in August, many people <laughs> will die. Yeah. So I recommend if you go to Opera Bob's, just drink a lot. Yeah. And if you're not going to Opera Bob's, go over to uh, to Tall Boys. Sure, why we're, not? We're, well, here, we're equal opportunity pluggers. This, yeah, assuming, assuming they're open. I would assume that they're open. Okay. Well, then go for it. If not, go later on <laughs> when they are open. Uh, so yeah, on this edition of Birds All Day, we will uh, shout out local businesses who, Apparently, yeah. who work hard to keep us uh, going. And we'll talk about, uh, you know, like I said, Jay's News. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about Marcus Stroman. Talk a little bit about, uh, you know, playoff tickets maybe, even a little bit. we get the outrage ready to fire up. First half's outrage, second half, baseball. All right. That's kind of, that. that's the, uh, that's the outline here for uh, <laughs> BAD. Number 69. So we're going to talk about all that and so much more on this edition of Birds All Day. Alright, so as I said before, this is the outrage portion of the show. Fueled by bile and invective. So let's get it going. Jose uh. Bautista <laughs> at war with Roger Sportsnet. War ba- War Jose does not want to do any one-on-ones, does not do any exclusive media for the other than radio and like sitting down with Benny Fresh and whoever he needs <laughs> or, to. Or, you know, scrums or whatever. Scrums, yeah. yeah. Just want to do the one-on-ones. Which, is, which to me sounds like an indictment of one certain sideline reporter. The or, reason or, which, be- or, or the group of sideline reporters, the revolving-ish group that sometimes also come in. Yeah. One of whom was buying, uh, was doing some suit shopping with Devin Ah, uh, yes, there we go. So this is the, the genesis, I guess would be how you describe this. There was a... Uh, you know, soft focus feature on Devin Travis going to buy a suit. They went somewhere in in this great city of Toronto and bought a suit. And then Devin Travis was left to pick up the tab. Yeah. And much to the chagrin of Jose Bautista and probably Devin Travis. <laughs> probably, though he isn't saying it. Yeah. He won't say it. So Bautista, like the good veteran leader that he is, is kind of sticking up for his, his teammate, young guy, making the minimum, and said, uh, no, no, no. Pay for the goddamn suit. <laughs> to which Rogers... Uh, Probably just swallowed hard and pulled up their collar like Rodney Dangerfield. And then they're left to, uh, I don't know, try to manage a bad PR situation. Yeah, which they wouldn't have had to do if they just shelled out a little bit of money for some fucking clothes. Or made the, the clothier, the fancy pants clothier that they took him to 
who, you know, outfits, I believe, a bunch of Sportsnet anchors, and I, I don't know if, I don't know if Zahn ever gets his suits there, but the, this is know. what people have said. I don't watch Sportsnet. I don't watch cable TV. It's a scam and, and garbage content, and <laughs> nobody needs that. Uh, you know, sometimes it's on in the bar in the background on mute, but uh, I know that Sportsnet exists outside of baseball, but... Uh, mm-hmm. You know why would I do that? To they myself? do employ many of our good friends. Yeah, they yeah they do. No, <laughs> I, I don't wish I don't wish our friends ill. But uh, I, I, what I've heard what I've heard is that they sometimes get their suits from this place. There's a relationship there. It's mentioned on the broadcast usually. Yeah. Like, feel so fucking give them a goddamn suit. There are lots of people to blame in this, and I will say that without sticking up for the broadcaster in question. It's really easy to make them the bad guy. It's so easy. Well, because they are. Whether or not they are or aren't. It's, just, it, it's so easy to just be like, lo- to lob bombs at the facade, the giant, you know, the, the, the yeah. tower in the center of town. This is, of course, exactly the opposite of what I was writing today, which is we don't know what the fuck went on. No, we don't. What misunderstanding it was. And, it just, and you're right. It looks, it's very easy to just shit on Rogers. I will say that because, you know. the things that I have heard, not that are... Very broken telephone, so I'm a little bit reluctant to to mention them in great detail. But Jose Bautista doesn't take kindly to being pimped out, I think, is kind of the way that... Something that we could maybe say without telling tales out of school. <laughs> okay. That... I think that, this is like uh, this is like Lloyd Mosby asking for fifty bucks for an interview after <laughs> afterwards. Isn't that, isn't isn't that a story? It, I, that's a, I hope so. I believe that's. A, I think that was a thing he was joking about when he was on uh, during the '85 celebration weekend. There. Oh yeah, because uh, they that's what the players used to do. Because what the players used to get paid like the same amount as the broadcasters. Basically, yeah, it's true. So I mean, when you look at it from in that respect, like here's they were able to create content. Something they could fill their air with and fill time with, uh, for the time for which Devin Travis in this case was not compensated. Mm-hmm. And I know that uh, there's talk that you know Bautista is the kind of guy who they work for the, in their mind. I think they work for the team. They work for the Blue Jays. They're they're Blue Jays employees. Sure. And to for them to to for the the assumption to be well, they're also by extension Rogers employees and Sportsnet employees, which is not really fair totally, to those yeah. to those guys. Yeah. Or their time, or not even to their time. The fact that that without them, without those guys, there is no content. There's no story. Right. They're not going to do a story about Got Style in Toronto. They're doing a story about <laughs> about famous enough face to carry four minutes of TV guy. So well, advertising, if you want to call it TV, I guess. But yeah. In any event, <laughs> that's my that's my my what I've gleaned from the outside is that Jose doesn't like that relationship. There's, you, there's probably an argument to me that Jose Bautista feels as though he is underpaid, uh, because in, yeah. in, in baseball terms he's underpaid. Yeah, he has been underpaid for the amount of production he provided the Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, absolutely. Of it's course. funny, actually. It's funny that you mentioned that. I mean, I, I googled, uh, or I searched my site for uh, Bautista and Jamie Campbell today because the part of you know another story that came up this uh, summer after the Reyes trade, Campbell was like, oh, based on. Jose's body language, it looks like he's not really happy about this. And Jose kind of bristled at that, too. Mm-hmm, like he mm-hmm. doesn't have a, a great relationship with Sportsnet necessarily to begin with. And, you know, Jamie kind of backpedaled that, you know, not backpedaled, but like walked that back a little bit. Uh, you know, right afterwards, I, I remember Zahn like talking, talking up Batista. It was kind of like, oh, geez, OK, we better not piss this guy off too much. But but apparently that bridge had already been burned with this Travis stuff, mm-hmm. uh, if this report is to be believed. <laughs> but uh 
the the second thing that comes up after uh, that piece on uh, the Jose Reyes trade is me being like, oh my god, the Jays are signing Jose Batista to a five year, sixty five million dollar deal. This is crazy. What the fuck are they doing? Like he's ha- he's done this once. There were a few of us yeah. back in those days who were kind of like, "There's a lot of risk here. Why not just yeah. go to one more year?" But of course, that 2011 was the year that he, you know, was what, even yeah, better than the year. Hats, yeah. So he would have made way more than the however much he ended up getting, like 48 million dollars that he's been paid since. He probably would have been aren't closer to 100. Yeah. I mean, even look at what. But and then like, that's the thing. I don't know, Jose. If you're if you're aggrieved about not getting paid enough over the life of your contract, well, you didn't have to sign it. You could have gone that other year and risked, mm. you know, making much less in mm-hmm. order to perhaps make much more based on, you know, how it turned out in your performance. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't have it... much sympathy for him on that front. No. I do have sympathy for him, you know, people looking at him weird for doing this or people, you know, talk, talking about... Whatever kinds of things they do to make something about Jose Batista negative, which is, uh, which happens all the time when he's just standing up for his teammate, uh, I'll, I'm all for it. Go for it. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck about Sportsnet if you're Jose Batista or if you're me? He really can't win. Totally. He's yeah. criticized for not being a leader, for being too selfish, to be too aloof, too standoffish, too Latin. Like he, there's Jose Batista simply cannot win. The only way Jose, Jose Batista will ever win is if he in fact wins. If they win the if they win the World Series this year, all this is forgotten. He then he becomes like Roberto Alomar, beloved former Blue Jay, not kind of swine who did all kinds of heinous shit, including spitting in an umpire's <laughs> face. He Honestly, was, yeah, that that revisionist history is an interesting one. All that it? stuff's been scrub a dub dubbed away. Yeah. Uh, so, which is to say, that's how I'm going to transition. They needs to win, and if he's going to win, he's going to have to win in the playoffs. The tickets for which became available today to season ticket holders. Uh, much to the chagrin of all of our wallets and pocketbooks and bank accounts. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Uh, tickets are... Playoff tickets, World Series tickets in particular, are expensive. Because World Series tickets are expensive. Yep. And I was one who kind of... So the first thing that was that was a... looked like it was a like a screenshotted copy of the ticket map that went up to season ticket holders. Right. Where the 500 level seats in the World Series were listed at $160 per game. That because of the... Lossing whatever happened in the in the photo, it looked a lot like 180. Right. Looked to me like the tickets were 180 dollars per game for the 500 levels, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, but those are 10 dollar tickets. That's a considerable. Well, is it? Uh, are they 10 or 15? 15, Still, it is. it's a considerable markup from there. It's also the World Series. That's goddamn right. It's the fucking it's World, the World Series. Series. Yeah. Uh, I looked at uh, Yankee Stadium after I looked at the Yankees. The Yankees. Really, all, everyone released all their season tickets, mm. all their playoff stuff at the same time because the league sets it. This is the thing that we need to, yeah. I need to remember, and I needed to come back to and check myself. In that, there seems to be a pretty standard pricing, and then in yeah. because it's Canada, there is a Canadian or American to Canadian dollar conversion that's been applied. So a seat that would be te- yeah. typically quote unquote valued at like one hundred and twenty dollars or so turns into one hundred and fucking sixty. Yeah. Which is crazy. Stephen Brooks was tweeting about it. The Jays uh, VP of Business Operations said mm-hmm. MLB sets the ticket prices. I don't. I don't know how much. I mean, mm-hmm. really, they have the Jays have no say in it. I, I, I'm sure it's not just well, sort of handed down from the mountain. But I think it is. But to be that as it may, yeah. I mean, this is the this is an MLB process. No matter what hand the Jays might have been mm-hmm. able to 
have in it, it was going to turn out like this because this is what it is. It's important to remember how much of the postseason revenue is shared. Yeah. Shared amongst yeah. the teams, shared amongst the, the two teams in the series, I, shared amongst into the rev- revenue-sharing pool at large. I linked that, I linked a piece on Fangraphs that uh, Wendy Thurm wrote a few years ago about that, exactly. And it's, uh, you know, the commissioner's office gets 15%. I think of all the games that are below the minimum. The teams don't really start making a big, you know, a big chunk of it until a series goes beyond, you know, three games in the division series or five, or, you know, goes to a, a, a third game in the division series. Or, mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Uh, or beyond four games in the in the NLCS, ALCS, in the World Series, because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Commissioner's Office fifteen percent off the top in those first mandatory you know, the games you know that are going to happen. Players get like sixty percent mm-hmm. as well, so that's you know the teams are looking at twenty five percent for the vast majority of their games. So twelve and a half percent of the t- of the gate revenue goes to each team mm-hmm. basically for most of those games. And if you get you know a game four, a game five, a game six, game seven. You get a bigger chunk. Then you get a big. Along. Then you get more, but it's not like the J. It's not like you could do the math. Like, oh, count the seats, count the, count the average yeah. price, ticket price, and then oh, look at what Rogers is making. Look at all this. Well, look at all the revenue that yeah. without considering any of these extra costs yeah. or any of the anything. But doesn't that stuff? I think doesn't really matter. The, the thing that matters is the fact that the tickets are going to be available to fans at some point. Um, are you, Andrew Stoughton, the kind of person who would invest in such things? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so, sadly. Uh, fortunately, I think I have a friend who's gonna, who's gonna front that cost for me on his credit card, <laughs> which is, which is more capable of absorbing that than yeah, my yeah. resources, uh, would be otherwise. But yeah. Patreon.com slash birds all day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I know. It's, uh, I think, I will, I mean, this is the thing. I hate to, I, I hate to think of it in this way. You know, you only, you sell... You sell a couple games. If you manage, if you can, if you can work it that way, you can really easily, easily make yourself. You know, you pay become, for one by selling two. You become a bit of the scum of the earth if you do something like that. And I do want to see, obviously, Blue Jays playoff games in person. But then at the same time, it's a lot of fucking money for someone who's not, you know, working on Bay Street or all those people that the Jays have as a giant resource this market is, is swelling very, fan base is very untapped and uh yeah i've seen the uh, i've seen the train i've seen the train tweeted out by mm-hmm. mr drew fair service of of the the giant number of people who are are swelling this fan base and a lot of them have more money than they know what to do with so i don't think they're gonna have a problem with that as much as we want to get outraged about it uh i think it's gonna i think they're gonna be doing just fine and those people i don't mind ripping off anyway I would no love to go, and I when I first saw this, my reaction was, "Well, there's no way, right? There's just no way. Yeah, I don't think I could afford it." And Did then that I press st- credential, and then I started. I don't have. I can't get a press credential anymore. Yeah. Before, we'll we'll get birds all day credited. Yeah, they're they're in a real hot rush to get us yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. We'll be sit even even for us to be sitting out there in the fucking football auxiliary press box, which is. Oh, I've been in there, actually. It is decrepit and sad. I was there for the opening day against the Yankees when Tanaka pitched and Halliday threw the first pitch. That was the only time I've ever been out there. And it was like, it was too bad because I was really interested in watching Tanaka because that was actually what I wrote about that day. But like, I was like, well, I'm just watching this game on TV, basically, (laughs) and then running down to the the clubhouse after from a a $5 cab ride away. It's a long way. It's a long way. But uh, uh, I I would... I say I don't want. I, I'm not going to be able to go, but I think that I'm. If I have the opportunity, I might just 
find a way to at least go yeah. to one. Yeah. Because it's, it's amazing to me that it's even something that's possible. <laughs> yeah. Because when I was a kid, we never, I hardly ever went to games. My dad would get tickets from work, but it was always like the, it was when they were good, I think 92 and 93, both years, we went to the last home game of the year when they had already clinched. So okay, I yeah. was there when it was like the scrubs, all the rookies. I was there the day they drove Derek Bell's truck out onto the field. <laughs> I have two different shirts that say yeah. 4 million fans. Like they gave away shirts when they oh, drew when 4 they, million fans those nice, years. Very nice. But those, that was like the last stitch t- tickets. My dad would get them because I, I don't know that's because he's cheap like I am. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> yeah. So, so we went to those games, but like. No, I mean, Meeting people who are like, yeah. oh, I went to game, you know, like your buddy Bo is like, oh, I went to game fucking four. Well, Bo went there because his dad cheated to win a golf tournament. That's not the... <laughs> his, the his pencil club was working real good that day. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that you could just buy tickets and go to a World Series game <laughs> is still really strange to me. Yeah. It feels like there, are, there should be like, there are like guards. Yeah. There are, there, sure. are, there, are, there are people guarding the doors. There are people who are preventing access to the World Series because it's just like a whole different thing. But it's not. You get the money, you buy a ticket, you go. Yeah. You have a good time. Giddy up. It should be, uh, I don't know. Is Do you know anything about the, is, can you buy single tickets when they do go on sale or is it only strips? Well, I think you can buy single tickets. When it goes on sale to the general public, you can. But I don't think the season ticket holders, I think they just have to buy the, the strips. I okay. believe. Uh yeah, not just season ticket group group leaders are apparently getting in on that. I yeah, that's, that's what someone was saying that there's been some talk about if you buy a group of twenty or more, you have access. And, yeah, which is good. Yeah, I mean, give the season ticket holders first. That's how. That's how I. Season. That's how my buddy Bo and I got our our access because oh, yeah. we buy ballpark passes still because we oh, yeah. grandfathered into that. That's good. <laughs> Speaking of being cheap, but then he just <laughs> buy, he buys a bunch for opening day, and so he, you know, I think he got the email last year. I, I suspect he'll get it again this year. Here's open. Yeah. Bo is like an unofficial. Uh, he's a he's a character of the show. I, I think. know, yeah. He is part he's of the the part of the 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 the, the, U- <laughs> the BADU. Yeah, the Birds yeah. All Day Universe. At this point, yeah, this is a Bo heavy podcast. Yeah. They almost always are. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll have him on one day. I don't I don't want him to get you know get a swelled ego about it. So having him on will take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> My question then, though. How do you, obviously, if you buy tickets and for some reason you're unable to use them because the games don't take place, right. you get your money back. How confident are you in buying tickets to the playoffs games, believing the Blue Jays are going to be there? It's looking pretty good at this point, isn't it? There's still a lot of fucking games left. There the are thing. a lot of games left. Uh, you know, how confident were, was it 2011? How confident were uh, Red Sox fans? Or whatever year that Braves was? Braves fans too that year. Yeah. Uh... I mean, everything looks looks like it's in order. He's pitching this year. Uh, you know, everything's going great so far. They're beating good teams. They're, you know, the Angels are, you know, they're kind of waning. Not at bit. their best right now. No, but but you know, beating them, uh, the win against the Rangers in the first game of that series on uh, Tuesday night was stupid. It was just like. You know, you just feel like you're getting back some of the terrible luck you sort of saw pissing away wins mm-hmm. all at the start of the year. You're getting maybe a bit of a rebound of that. And obviously, that's not real. That's not how, you know, the world works. Uh, but it's just a really fucking good team and a good lineup. And, you know, an injury won't derail it. There's still enough. You know, they, Devin Travis is out. You know, Strowman's been out for the fucking year. They're, they're Michael still, Saunders played nine games. Yeah. 
there's still enough there that you feel pretty good about it. Why don't we take a break, and then we'll come back, and we will talk about it. We'll talk about his pitching this year. We'll talk about what that also means for the rest of the rotation. And then we're going to talk about uh, Troy Tulowitzki, because I really would like to talk oh, yeah. about Troy Tulowitzki. Yeah. After this, his D? we'll talk about all of his body parts on this edition of Birds All Day. Okay, so the outrage segment is now over, and we are ready to move on. I think I probably outraged some uh, wealthy people. They don't have any outrage. They're wealthy. Whether or not you give a shit, whether you can piss and moan all you want. Hopefully. They're still wealthy. They're lovely people. I'm sure some of them support us, so so we thank them. We were There were hardly any like insults to basically no, yeah, no, dudes. I just, I just, uh, no, I just said I... Don't mind ripping them off so much if I have to in order to get goddamn World Series. You got to be rich to get ripped gonna, off, and I'm going to stand by that. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about real baseball first. Uh, before uh, I was just talking to um, to my wife on the phone, and she, I don't know that I would say she's a listener to Birds All Day, <laughs> but as I mentioned, I was in Pittsburgh this weekend, and I might may have introduced her to a fine product to which she has now got a trunk full of. She's like, yeah, trunk full of Miller Lite. Very she's nice. Driving to her mom Very and dad's nice. house because we were walking, and then the, so the street was closed off on Saturdays. They do like a, <laughs> a festival thing outside of the ballpark in Pittsburgh, and so there are bars and restaurants that are near. They have little stations set up. So you could buy a tall boy, like a sixteen ounce beer, for five dollars. Wow! Outside, right outside of the stadium, and then wandering around. In the United around. States, that is that is larceny right there. <laughs> but they had uh, Miller Lite. And I, she was wondering what to get, and I was like, I said, well, I'm getting Yinling, obviously. Obviously, yeah, you fucking Yinzers, all your fucking... It's so good. <laughs> it's so, so good. And then she was like, what should I get? And I'm like, well, you are obviously will get my Miller Lite, because she, you know, she likes light beer for the most part. She's wow. like, she's like, she's found the fucking Cadillac. And that's what I said. I was like, yeah. just fucking drink it, lady. <laughs> she was like, really? And uh, and now she's she's made a purchase. She's she her brand loyalty bought. And sold. Very nice. Very uh, nice. If only the good people in Millie Light would recognize. Yeah. I really think... I influencers really, in their midst. I really think that we would... Uh, we gotta be careful though. We're almost like the Brett Lord of Red Bull thing at this point. Yeah, I know. That's true. Like, that is true. Why? I like many types of light beers, really. I could come and... I could take it or leave it. To be Any, <laughs> if you want to... If you want to blow my fucking head off with hops and pay me money... Giddy up. I don't care about I that will, either. I will fillet any pine tree. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, Miller Lite. It is one of many fine products available at your uh, beer store. Marcus Stroman, you wrote something for Vice Canada today saying like, hey, slow your roll. And yet also, he's pitching this year. Yeah. Well, he's pitching this year. But. Except, except to, I mean, uh, I, I, Shai Davidi noted this in a thing that he wrote for Sportsnet as well today. You know, any tiny setbacks, I think Davidi was like, you know, if there's any soreness in his knee that's unusual at all. That's it. You know, shut him down for a couple weeks, and then that's it. He has no more time left. Yeah. Like, like, a tiny setback could be the end of this. Uh, the margin for error is thin. Very. Uh, he's pitching this year. The margin for error is very thin. He's mostly got that due brace to... on. He's got that knee brace on. He'll be fine. He's got the... Oh, yeah, he's fine. Good. Good to go. The, the <laughs> triple A season is, is closing shortly, which complicates it because then he has nowhere to pitch. I believe Lansing is in the playoffs. They'll get a couple. They're going to put him in the playoffs. (laughs) Why not? Low A playoffs. Do you you think the Lugnuts don't want Marcus Stroman pitching for the playoffs? Yeah, that's true. I guess like hobbled peg leg Marcus Stroman (laughs) is still better than whoever they they guess they gutted the Tanako or whatever his name is is gone to. Yeah, Jesus Tanako. That is the guy they traded for. Was he one of the ones that went? I don't even know who was. Who cares? Yeah. The kid with the with the home run and then the broken back, he uh, he went in that trade too. Uh, yeah, there is not a lot of margin for error. He doesn't have a lot of rehab starts. He's not you know John Carlos Stanton who's like I'm coming back and I'm not going on a rehab assignment. <laughs> I'm just going to come to the big leagues and hit and mash. You know, we assume he's not going to do that. But is the timing of this is a little on the fortuitous side because <laughs> yep, Mark Burley and, and Ari Dickey have been have had two kind of bad starts each in a row. Yeah. Maybe having another. Is it a, is it an opportunity <laughs> to replace someone, or is this like let's maybe see if we can go to do six man rotation for even a couple turns? It's an interesting way to do it. Somebody you know pointed out to me, you know, just give get David Price every every fifth day, and then everybody else. Hey, sorry if your rest is not normal. Mm. We're getting David Price every fifth day, and then we're going to figure out which of you bozos is is, <laughs> worth, is worth you know hanging on to for the playoffs. I mean, if Stroman pitches the way that he pitched last year, he's your second best start. Of course, but so that's yeah, that, that's that, a, I that, mean, that's basically the that gist is of an my enormous piece. if <laughs> that is like the biggest I and the biggest F. Well, here's you can the thing. Manage. I mean, he had some ups and downs last year. As the honest, last year wasn't perfect. In the in the overall, his numbers are. Are pretty nice. But no, no, they're... we ignore those things. Okay. We ignore the beginning of the season before it gets sent down. None of that counts. Oh, well, then if you look at that, then yeah, absolutely. It's crazy to think that he... I mean, there. I, I pointed this out. I sort of parsed it out his, his, uh, his 2014 season in this piece for Vice where it's like, you know, a 2.16 ERA for, for 13 starts and then four bad ones and then right back to being this ridiculous guy. And so those four bad starts and those few innings at the start as a reliever <clears throat> really like up the ERA and up some of the, the peripherals, was, I mean, that's that's why when people go, you know, went nuts over him uh, in the offseason, not only was it just about stuff, it's about, yeah, just take that stuff out and he had a ridiculous, ridiculous season. And it's not but just you about can't stuff take it out. and results. Yeah. It's also just about, like, who and what he is. Yeah. And to add him, that intoxicating mixture of like talent and just social media savvy and the way that he's able to play the game and people just he has that people just want to be around him even if they're not physically close to him they just he has this draw so you throw that into this 
nonstop sweaty orgy that is the Blue Jays <laughs> fandom for the last month. Yeah. Where people are just beside themselves every day. And you're like, hey, hey, entire call, country full of horny people, here is fucking pure Molly. And it looks like Marcus Stroman. And everybody is just so fucked up for the last month. As soon as he pitches, it's, it, if he pitches and if he's even halfway decent, Chris Thompson, it's getting late uh, on Twitter, said if you want, he's like, all I want is to be part of the most unbearable fan base in baseball. And if Stroman comes back and he's halfway decent, there's no hope of anybody else coming even close. The we Blue Jays fans will be the most insufferable group of people in the world. I can live with that. It would be fucking outstanding. <laughs> yeah, outstanding. And but, it's and as much as I'm kind of pulling the you know, pulling back on that a little bit, he just he keeps clearing every fucking hurdle and it keeps going towards where this really could happen. I mean, we talked about it every podcast I think for the last four months probably all 69 of them yeah and like I mean it's actually happening it was kind of like this far off distant pipe dream that you're like this could really happen but you don't want to let yourself even believe it and we're getting closer and closer we're, we we're have new... to actually start thinking that this could really there's happen. one minute hurdle between <laughs> what, it happening what might that be him pitching. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, no, like, of all, there's, there's only one left. Yeah. He's jumped over, he's, well, he's yeah. soared high and with great athleticism over <laughs> each and every one. That's, and I there's mean, only one left, and it's pitching in pitching in a live game. Yeah, and, and doing it well. Yeah. Part, I think part of the pipe, if it's a rehab, part of the pipe dream is that he's is that he's going to be good. If he's in a rehab start and he gets rocked, I don't think anyone's going to give two hot shits. Oh yeah, it'll like oh we got lit up like, against oh. fucking Wilkes Bar, Wilkes <laughs> yeah. Barry. Like well, it doesn't matter, it's rehab. Yeah, yeah that's sure. going to get explained away in no time. Well, and once he gets in, we got to see what he does in the six man rotation. Of course, <laughs> before he's there starting, you know, game two. Yeah, against the Astros. Yeah, I can live with that. You worried about Mark Burley and Ari Dickey though? Nah, not really. But were they the guys? I mean, I remember writing at the time of uh, of the trade deadline and all everything was sort of coming together, the winning streak. Mm-hmm. It's like I wrote and caught myself, and I think wrote about catching myself saying, you know, oh Estrada and Dickey and Burley, they're all going right at the absolute perfect moment. Except this isn't the perfect moment. Like the perfect moment is a month from now in October. Like mm-hmm. they, them going real well in July is nice. nice at the time. Uh, but is, which is what makes this whole Strowman thing possibly actually happening all the better? Because who knows? They, I don't. I don't know. As as nice as it was to believe that Dickey had figured something out, and you know, you don't want to just write that all off after two starts. You know, the guy that he was from June until two starts ago, it was as good as he's been since he's been with the Blue Jays for three years. And, and is that you know, is were we to really expect that to just keep? Continuing on forever. Both of them continuing on this season. Both of them are who they are. Yeah. And they had a that each of them had a great stretch where they pitched really well and the results were really good and they just were did everything that could ever could have been asked for them. That's not any more who they are than the guys who, you know, got destroyed for April. The season's gonna end and those two guys are gonna both be exactly where you A want them to be. B expected them to be, and C needed them to be. Yep. They're going to have thrown 200 innings each. They're going to have ERAs that are going to be in and around four. They're going to be worth like three, three and a half wins, depending on how you look at it. They're going to have been two league average starters who took the ball every fifth fucking day without hesitation and went out and pitched. And Dickey is the king. As soon as, as soon as he got through the second inning in that last start against the Angels, he got gave up a ton of runs and hits. He got through the second inning, I'm like, he's going six. It's just who he is and, and, and his job on the team. 
Yeah. As long as he's not getting his brains beaten in, he gets keeps going. He keeps going until the game is somewhat in doubt or no longer in doubt. Then you just take him out. And the starter, the bullpen is in such a state now where every couple days, sure, let them go. Let them pitch four innings. Because they're not not like earlier in the year when we were talking about how they were getting 15 outs a game or 12 outs a game. They're not asked to do that every night now. David fucking Price, for Jesus Christ, he's not going to keep doing this. He's not going to go eight innings every time he takes the ball. It's nice that he does. (laughs) Yeah, he could could come close. He could certainly do it. But yeah, no, you bear, I mean, we've barely seen Mark Lowe. Mark Lowe's having a great season before he got here. He's been mm-hmm. fine since he's been here. Barely see him. He's buried. Yeah. But he'll have his chances. Oh, yeah, no. He'll, he will come up in some very important chances. That's what he's here for. It's about, like, marginal mm-hmm. wins, marginal value. That's He wasn't there to come and anchor a bullpen. He was there to, to just make the whole unit better as much as possible and as a robust unit as possible. It'll be interesting Speaking to see. Speaking of Tulo's D, no. Okay, fine. We'll do that. I was gonna <laughs> no, say, no, no, please go on. I was going to say, Aaron Sanchez seems pretty penciled <laughs> in as the eighth inning guy now. Yeah. It, with Cecil as well. Cecil, who's been good? Cecil, who's been ridiculous. Yeah. He's been kind of ridiculous. Uh, you hate to see... You, you don't want to jump to anything insane. Like, it's because he's not the closer as much as he just started pitching battery kind of healthier again. Yeah, I think that's part... I think that's a but it's also just it hasn't a, pitched as much, hasn't been you know, yeah, dragged yeah. out of that fucking bullpen. And I will I think that's a good point and one that maybe guys like us are more are too quick to dismiss in the closer thing where like closers seem to take the ball... They're expected to take the ball almost every opportunity. Yeah. And to the detriment of like Greg Holland was saying, there was a thing the other night where Greg Holland said he can pitch if it's a safe situation and he won't if it's not. Which is so stupid. Sure. So stupid. But it's kind of the way it works. And these guys have to take the ball oftentimes two out of three days or warm up three days in a row, whatever it is, where if you're a seventh inning, eighth inning guy, okay, well, we'll you can work around that. You but, got you're, but you're yeah. the capital C closer. Yeah. Out you go. You got it. Two, three, four, seventh, eighth inning guys, quote unquote, yeah, yeah. who can be mixed in. and. So I would like to see. Yeah. I don't know that, that if Sanchez is officially the eighth inning guy, if he. If he's going to have an opportunity to prove that he is the admitting guy. I just want to make sure that we're evaluating all these roles. Sure. They're, they should be fluid. And if Lowe is pitching better and, or, or Sanchez is pitching worse, then make Lowe the eighth inning guy and move Sanchez down. Sure. If, you, you got if, with Troy Hawkins as well out there who, you know... Cheating it around <laughs> a little bit? Well, I, I, I seem to recall you mentioning something about not having an out pitch, which, which seems to be holding true. Uh, as is the thing with Latroy Hawkins at this point in his career, and maybe always. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, maybe I'd put, say, Ryan Goins and and Justin Smoke on the infield when I have a guy like him going out there. But, Absolutely. Because uh, that almost got real ugly last night. Mm-hmm. But, uh, another guy, too. Another excellent depth addition to the pen. Uh, the Latroy Hawkins trade. Yeah, that's Where in? Wait, if I may, before we go to Tulo's D okay. again. Also... Just back to what you were speaking about, Burley and Dickey, and how valuable they are over the long term. Uh, there, that that's not. It's a different description of what you want in a short series. Yeah. Maybe you want a guy who was a bit more swing and miss. Yeah. Maybe you want a guy who can come out and be, give you like six electric innings with the two seamer that dives and, and, then, and slider a, curve and the knee brace on, and one of those goofy heart monitor things <laughs> that measure his workload. That's right. <sighs> So the Latroy Hawkins trade was a, mostly a salary dump for the Rockies. <laughs> yeah. The guy that came along as that kind of added salary, expiring contract, however you want to look at it, uh, Troy Tulowitzki, turns out he's very good. Yeah. And there's 
Tulowitzki had a few couple bad weeks at the plate. There were, we I think we talked about this a little bit about maybe do we move him down the order? Or, although we didn't talk about that. I don't other think we people. talked. About, yeah, there's been but, a lot. I think every Jays talk has like callers just dying to be like put Ben Revere at leadoff. Or, Jays talk callers who need to be beaten. Well, yeah. Tulowitzki I think had three hits last night. Two of them were total horseshit. Yeah, for sure. Which number one doesn't matter. I don't get like, oh, let's take well, a look at Tulo's exit velocity. Is it sustainable? Don't care. He got three hits. They all count. Well, you had an excellent point on, on the Twitter machine about uh, that final hit. Well, so the all the teams have been, they seem like they've been pitching Tulowitzki really tough. And in particular, the Rangers were just pounding him inside. And two of the hits that he got last night, including the one in the ninth inning where he fisted it over the shortstop's head, a little blooper into left field to score the tying run and move Revere up to third base, was a pitch that... Uh, what's his name? Sean, Jeff Tolleson, Steve Sean, Tolleson, Steve, Sean, Steve Sean, Sean Tolleson, a Tolleson, the Rangers yeah. closer. Sean Tolleson, was Steve like, Tolleson was a Blue Jay, at one. and he was an admirable one at that. Well, he was, he did a job. He did a job that has been he has been replaced by a robot. Yeah. Um. <laughs> he got that pitch right he wanted. It was it was pretty. It was kind of up and it was inside. And Tulowitzki, he said that as well. Yeah, he yeah. was like, I, that's what I wanted to do. And Tulowitzki fought it off. Like a guy who's like 6'2 and weighs like 215 <laughs> and is also a shortstop whose thick D is just holding the infield together <laughs> all at once. Uh, it, was, it was kind of amazing. It was, it was, it was a, just a, a really nice piece of hitting and there aren't a lot of shortstops who have that kind of strength to the ability to turn in. Like that was not that bad where he was up 3-0 and the Tolson came back and then that was a 3-2 pitch that he fought off on that hit. And it's just amazing to, to see... He's such a good player, and it really comes through in little stupid things like that. Of course, there was yeah. the the insane David Murphy where he just straight up stole a double from David Murphy by keeping the tag on him as he popped that to his was feet. Amazing! Yeah. That was amazing, and that that's the kind of thing that's just going to make old older, whiter uh, sports writers just. Oh, absolutely! Tug on their balls just with well, happiness, but it, well, it was in, in their defense, it was amazing. It was amazing. I, if you ask, to continue the Bo podcast here, if you ask Bo, Tulo cracked a smile there. Bo's not an idiot, but the, cracked a smile there finally for once. Yeah. Hits have sort of started coming after that play. That's it. That's the magic turning point. Works for me. Sure. Works for me. Go Hits for started it. coming, walks. But the, I think the, the thing with Tulowitzki that you see is, and it's and you could even say that about in a way about Revere, about having having guys who are who are good players or good and moving to great players is Tulowitzki turns in not but really good at bats the famous one against Miller sure. last night against Tolleson earlier in the game against Holland like these are good at bats and he's able to make good things happen out of them because he's a very good player uh, and he's not there he's not looking over overmatched or overwhelmed and because he's really because he's good. really good where maybe a, a guy like Goins or, or someone who's who's a lesser player which is no slight to be saying no. you're a lesser player than Troy Tulowitzki. He's like among the best players in baseball for the last nine years. <laughs> yep. It's ridiculous. Maybe a guy's going to get the bat knocked out of his hands in that situation. Not Troy Tulowitzki. He is a beast. And, of course, as Richard Griffin wrote about his defense. <laughs> uh, so, you know, little things like makes a diving stop to, to hold the guy at third base instead of yep. letting him score. And, and doing, uh, as I mentioned last night on Twitter, but he's got like the Steven Soderbergh disease where he has to add degrees of difficulty to keep himself <laughs> interested. You just feel, feel the as routine a ball, like a like a nice uh, as as our friend as my friend Jonah Beerenbaum says, like a like a kosher hop. 
Like, just <laughs> bops right up for him. And then you see him, like, half leaning over, like, doing this underhand yeah. <laughs> flip. Like, well, this is an important skill to have because I could be in the situation where I need to make a yeah. tough throw. So he just concocts them in the middle of the game. <laughs> but every throw is still a seed to first base. You don't see him doing a lot of, like, skipping them in there or anything. No, no. And I think, and that gets, that gets me to, you know, for me, the big thing about Tulo is... Uh, do you think Jose Reyes will ever wear his World Series ring, or does that just go on a drawer and you just pretend <laughs> it never happened? <laughs> poor, poor Jose Reyes. Ugh, the sad state of affairs. I know, it's too bad. Uh, it's amazing how, in my mind, because I'm a jerk, every every day that passes, Jose Reyes gets worse and worse. Oh, <laughs> totally, yeah. In my mind, yeah. and like looking at his numbers, I'm like, well, that, those numbers are flattering of his defense it was much worse than that uh which isn't true and his numbers are actually still pretty good on the year if you look at him playing in colorado not hurting and that i don't, I think, don't but, think that they would yeah but his numbers look fine would, yeah but the numbers and the, the numbers that Tulitsky's going to put up and the other things not that reyes is a bad player Tulitsky is better much better yeah that's it they're fun to watch they're a good team yeah, and, ridiculous. I, and i'm going to keep saying it in that they're better than the Yankees, and all they have to do is be better than the Yankees for the, till, from now to the end of the year, and they have a really good chance of doing that because the Yankees are kind of falling apart. I mean, not falling apart. They had a bad series. Yeah. I think they've had two bad series in a row. Bad series against a bad team is different than a bad series against a good team, which the, they had a bad series against a good team and got their fucking asses kicked. Yep. They were, they were good here, to their credit. Yeah. Though the Jays, you know, we mentioned the tool at bat. We didn't mention the, the you know, Revere not making contact or or uh, Sanchez throwing a meatball to mm-hmm. Carlos Bell. I mean, that that series could have very easily gone the other way. Then what do you have, Yankees? Then what do you have, fucking trash Yankees? <laughs> I will never, I will not begrudge or uh, criticize uh, ben Revere for that at bat because it's just such no a Andrew, tough Miller, Andrew Miller is way too it, it, way too good to even ask. even against yeah. Dylan Batances I would be like okay you can put the ball play at least you've got the platoon advantage yeah like every single thing was working against Ben Revere in that at bat yeah and asking him to put the ball in play is it's he strikes out like 40 percent of the guys he faces period against a lefty like that it's just tough it's yeah it's tough but. Uh, they survived that loss and are now in first place and will continue to be until, at the very least, tomorrow. They got to beat those <laughs> trash Rangers, though. Yeah, it would be nice. Especially, I, well, I don't know when people are going to be listening to this, but we're about to rec- we're recording it before they play uh, against Colby Lewis uh, with David Price on the hill. You feel good about that. Um, Gallardo, not so much. Gallardo was uh, was pretty good against them. Was it twice this year or just the once? The, the, Whatever the, it was. I think in terms of recent history, uh, Lewis has been really good and Gallardo's been bad. He had a few really good starts when he went earlier in the year and then he's been bad ever since. Well, okay, then good. Uh, no, I have no, I, no fucking fear of Colby Lewis. I would say the best, well, the second best player in the Rangers is not playing. He had to leave last night's game early. Yeah. He lost a nail on his finger on a ground ball, Ruggie Odor. He is a monster. Yeah, he's good. But he's hurt, so fuck him and fuck the Rangers. <laughs> yep. Hate them. Two lefties in a row. I don't. They, they have like one of the most left-handed teams in the league. Jay's somehow managed to throw two lefties against them. The eyes are on the bigger prize. The wild card doesn't mean shit. Avoid it like the disgusting it, well, plague would, that it, it is. It would be nice. 
It would be nice. I mean, but... Jesus, if you're betting from here to the end of the season, you know, who's going to be better, the Jays or the Yankees? What moron is taking the Yankees? <laughs> A gambler. All right, that's it. We're going to prattle on for too long. Uh, enjoy the games against the Trash Tigers this weekend, against the Rangers. Read all of the good things published at andrewstoughton.com on Vice. Uh, the National Post. They all show up on andrewstoughton.com. They all show up on andrewstoughton.com. Yeah, go, yeah, go read them. Read them there. Read them there first. Give me some. Give me some of that sweet Google ad money. Good guy named Ira made a uh, donation to the to the Patreon Patreon campaign, and he put a stipulation in it, in that he was like, "I'm gonna do this," but he want he wants me to create content on Ghost Run first, so I will tell him that I will. Oh, very nice. I tried. I started today. It's hard. I'm out of the mm-hmm. habit, but I will. The habit is, is, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's, uh, I, I sometimes get out of the habit and have to get back into it. Last week, not so much in the habit. Not so much in the habit. Uh, but if Ira and everyone like him, we do thank you. We are forever in your debt. We hope you're enjoying this, a real live pennant race in 2015 featuring your Toronto Blue Jays, who are the favorites, which I think is pretty awesome. It's crazy. We're days away by the time the next podcast we have i think we will have they may have played already a meaningful september baseball game that that stupid phrase that has been said here for years about you know oh if only we would just have that as though that was really what we wanted uh yeah they'll get that they'll get they'll it. have about 20 25 of them depends awesome. depends on when they clinch i guess how early they clinch bless you bless <laughs> your heart for andrew stoughton my name is drew fair we will talk to you next week on Birds All Day.